Blog Talk Radio. Hmm. Well, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Um, my switchboard says it's playing something, but it is not. So uh, bear with me here. Having a little technical difficulties. You're checking in, checking in with your smoking nephew, Blaze and Rye on the ones and twos. And uh, let's just try to run that intro again and see what's going on here. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. What the fuck? Something's not happening with the switchboard. Hmm. <laughs> let me see if my cohort is on. Let me see if I can get him on the on the horn. Uh, John Weeks, are you there? Blazing Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it looks like we're having some some uh, switchboard issues, so we got to sing the theme song ourselves again. Are, are you are you able to do this with me? I can I can help. Yes, let me tag along here. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna go on three. Should we go on okay. three or one, two, three, go? Uh, let's go on three. Okay. One and a two and, and a great city playboy. Ah, ah, they're always around. <laughs> around. And they build your hopes up. Ah, and then knock you down. <laughs> leave you with nothing. What singing about? No, you're not alone. I'm gonna make this place your home. And I'd like to welcome the Sade to my battery. Wow, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, sir? Good to see you, man. Hey! Drink on a Monday, pray on them Sundays, and we think about one day. This is how we roll. This What's going on, mine, fire, mine, mine? Not much, man. What's going on in the hippie, man? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I was really looking forward to using some audio clips today. Uh, it was going to be the great the great return of some, some old classics, <laughs> and now they're not fucking working. What's going on with you, Dow? I don't know what's going down with that, man, but I thought our uh, rendition of that song was insanely good. <laughs> the great city playboy. Yeah, we'll do it one more time. They're always around. <laughs> if ever you hope. <laughs> and then break. Now do it like Cher. And then break you down. <laughs> you will not I'll sing it about. No, you're, no, you're not let me see if this works. So, are you supposed to wear the tampon? All right, so it's working, <laughs> working in Chrome, but not Safari. Is that how you pronounce it? Safari? That's right. That's a so, are right. you supposed to wear the tampon we um, when, you're, when you're having your period or just like... 
Okay. Good. All right. So we're we're good. We're right. We're rearing to go. Uh, John Weeks, uh, what's going on in your life, man? You got this brand new life of luxury in the great state of New Jersey, the Garden State. What's going on there? Not a whole lot. It's uh, just working, twerking, and all this stuff in between. Uh, you know, just uh, loving life and uh, taking it easy. Oh, I went to my friend's uh, album release party finally on Friday. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Oh, yeah? What, tell, was... tell me all about it. Okay, well, uh, he released his album. It was it was a big party. It was not a big party. It was probably about like seventy five to hundred people there. He rented out a uh, like a club, music club in Meriden called the Reserve, and it was really kind of interesting. And uh, you know, he had like two big big screen TVs where there were uh, blasting his music video, and then he he had a bunch of. Uh, like performers come on stage opening acts like four or five, and then he finally came on at the very end of the night. It was really great. It was fun. It was, and he gave out a bunch of shout outs, and me and my friends got shout out. So it was really cool. So this was supposed to be a um, a uh, release party for your friend, uh, and he has he's big enough to have four or five opening acts before him. Yeah, that I didn't understand truly. To, uh, a lot of my other friend was getting kind of annoyed. He was like, you know, this is supposed to be about Josh. Where the hell is, why are all these other people there? No, I mean, like, I don't think they got paid. I think they just, he just gave them the airtime, basically, which made no no sense because, um, you know, he really, you know, out of like a six, seven-hour show, he only had about a half an hour of performing himself, himself so. Yeah. Um, which made no sense. But I, I did like the one... Uh, detail he did have. He had like a, a big poster of him, and he could take pictures in front of him. He had especially the professional photographer doing it and everything. It was for a first time, and he was doing everything mainly himself. It was pretty impressive. I wow! Thought. And and yeah. and now correct me if I'm wrong here, but an album release party is when uh, a, a bunch of people get together in the same room and um, you have a, a one of those CD jewel cases. And you, um, uh, you, you pop it. You just, you, what you do is you watch a guy all night long try to get the thing open because it's wrapped in the cellophane and it's, you know, it's hard to get those things open. And then it's when the guy gets it open finally, everyone applauds and and you win and you go home. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. You see the guy struggle with all that plastic wrap around it. Yeah, he doesn't have one of those CD openers. So he's got to, you know, it takes all night. Sometimes it can take seven hours, and he gets through the plastic. He opens it up. He's got the little stupid stickers he's got to take off with the size of the CD. I yeah. don't know if anybody's bought a CD recently, <laughs> but uh, you got to go through all that nonsense. Then you got to put the CD in the machine. you got to actually find a machine that actually plays CDs nowadays. And, uh, you know, it's, it's as, as then the party, you finally listen to one or two songs, and it's the end of the night already. Now you just mentioned the term uh, nowadays. I've what I've been doing lately is rather than say nowadays, I'll use anymore. So for instance, <laughs> for instance, I'll like I heard Roseanne Barr on Norm Macdonald's podcast say Twitter kind of sucks anymore, and uh, now I'm using that. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Roseanne okay. Barr. I miss her. I mean, I. I I liked her when she was bigger, though. Is that is that wrong of me to say? <laughs> some some people are funnier fat. I really I think so. I was uh, 
I don't know why. Picture of Horatio Sands from Bad Saturday Night Live. He lost so much weight. And mm-hmm. I was looking at his, his uh, stand-up comedy. It was awful. It was even worse <laughs> than when he was big. <laughs> <laughs> but he, so he, he was never funny then, basically, though. Because you say it's even worse than when he was big. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On Sunday, um, I, uh, I, I was... I was at a cafe in Park Slope trying to get something done. I, I don't know what. Um, and uh, B. Marsh, my friend B. Marsh, was at a cafe in, like, Crown Heights or wherever the fuck he lives trying to get something done. Now, or maybe it's Clinton Hill. Anyway, uh, what happens is... What's all that noise in the background, Weeks? Have you gone underwater? How did you know that? Yes, I would, Yes, I just washed my uh, feet. They're dirty. <laughs> Quite an opportune time to do it. So, uh, so we're we're coordinating. He's like, he tells me he's gonna go get a new guitar at Guitar Center, and I'm like, you can't do that without me there. And then I was like, actually, you could do it quite easily. But then um, I figured, all right, you know, this weekend's kind of been a waste, so let me do something productive. So. I'm saying, like, if I can go, the sooner the better. It's, like, 1 o'clock, and then he's saying might not be till like, right before it closes, around, like, 5 or 6. So what I did was, I was like, fuck that. But what I did was I put myself in that area by Guitar Center, which is in Atlantic Terminal, which, by the way, if you ever have a chance to go there, don't. And um, I was, uh, what I did was I, I saw an uh, advertisement for one of these documentaries uh, called Art and Craft, and it looked fascinating, and I noticed it was playing at BAM, the British Academy of Music. So I went, and I, I saw it by myself, and I put it myself in that area. It was, it was good. It was, I could focus there. You know, no one was there uh, to distract me. I didn't have Rob Biederman chewing in my ear or anything like that. And um, <laughs> um, uh, and so I, I watched the movie. It was good. And then B. Marsh texts me, he was like, uh, actually, I might be uh, done earlier. Um, oh. Why don't... Uh, and I said, all right, I won't be free till like, 3.30. And so then, like, around 3.30, I'm free. And he texts me, uh, like, are you going to be late or should I... And I was like, I'm basically there now. And then, like, the next day, I told him that I had watched the movie by myself before I went there. And he was like, that's what you had to do. And he got pissed off at me, even though I put myself... <laughs> in the area where he needed to be at the time that he said he had to be there. I was doing that shit for him, and he's, like, mad at me that I was at a movie instead of doing some work on the thing at a a coffee shop. So what do you think about that, first off? Secondly, you put yourself in the area just so you hang out with him, and you saw a movie yourself to do that. Yeah. And what's the problem with that? I don't get it. You know, what's he really mad at? Is he mad at that you had fun without him? Or is he mad that, uh, you know, you weren't doing work? I don't know. What is he, a sadist? <laughs> <laughs> I, think he's a, I think he's a Satanist. I think he's he's getting those horns put plastered into his head, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It sounds like that. It sounds like he's the devil. Yeah. Fruitball and... is the devil. <laughs> what? Fruitball is the devil. Foosball? Sorry, 
<laughs> That's a pretty good sandler. So what I do thank you, is thank you. I um yeah, shut up, I'm over it. So what I do is I go over to I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh that that was that was good. That was good. That was like a a, a Jimmy Fallon like Sandler. Can you do a little more of that? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not that uh, talented or or energetic. He's <laughs> <laughs> just lazy. So, so all right. So th- this is all besides the point because the main point that I'm telling you this is because um, we go. Well, here's another thing he did actually. Now that I think about it, he, he's saying oh. he's saying that he cannot um, wait to eat. So he was like, we should probably get we should probably eat food dough, right, or something. And I and I didn't say yes or no. I was just like, yeah, okay. And then and then he says, uh, well, um, as he's getting closer, and I'm already outside the guitar center. But the thing is, I keep losing cervix down there, so I gotta get, go upstairs. So I go back upstairs, and um, he's saying, uh, I feel I I'll be feeling like McDonald's. And I was like, come on, bro, because that's like the last thing that I should be eating. And then he was like, nah, street meat outside probably better. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And I thought that he was going to wait so that we could eat together. And then I am over up by, like, uh, the near the McDonald's on the upper floor. I see this kid walk into fucking McDonald's. And then I'm like, I am starving, by the way, Weeks. And then let me find out he's going to call himself, finding out he's calling himself, going right into that damn McDonald's uh, to get a fucking Big Mac. So I was like, I ain't having this shit. So I just went back downstairs to where there was no service. And made him look for me extra hard, um, and uh, and so because uh, I was pissed off, I was like, I'm not gonna wait around for him. I'm not gonna go into this fucking McDonald's. So I go downstairs. I'm in Guitar Center, and I go to the way, way, way back, the way, way, way back, um, which is where the uh, classical acoustic guitars are. And um, meanwhile, he's texting me, "Where are you?" Blah blah blah, which I don't get until later. Oh, but I texted you, I fucking hate you. As soon as I saw him going to McDonald's before I went downstairs, then um, <laughs> apparently he didn't get it though. So he's saying I go through the whole. Anyway, finally, I'm like, I leave one acoustic guitar room and I go into the other one, and uh, and then I I see him and he's like, "Hey, I had no service down here," and I was like, "Yeah, there's no service. Nightmare, bro." And um, you know how. I tend to attract um, odd people weeks. Yeah, you know, like my, myself. And, you know. <laughs> Yourself, Tom Fogarty, Nikki, Matt Hawk, anyone who's appeared at Ethan. Huh? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna go to him next too. So, uh, I, I, as soon as we say hello. As soon as B. Marsh and I see each other, all of a sudden, this guy appears like he, he, he like rushes through the door to that guitar room and he looks right at Brandon and he goes, are you the ninja assassin known as the guitar hero? (laughs) And he goes, excuse me? And the guy goes, are you the ninja assassin known as the guitar hero? And um, Demarsh is like, uh, no, but I have killed people, though. And then the guy goes, well, I just got out of the Navy, and I have a dishonorable discharge, too. And we're like, okay. And then, like, he carries on this 
fucking crazy conversation with Demars that I wish I remembered the rest of, but that was about all I could remember for like a full like two minutes. And then I was trying, like, I wasn't trying to interrupt it because it was magical, but I was just trying to find out what kind of guitar I was looking for. So I just go, how much are you looking to spend again? And then he was like, I think about like the three, the $100. And as soon as he says that, the guy like walks away and he was like, yo, why you, why you had to end my conversation like that? And I was like, I wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to find out what guitar I was looking for. Um, and then we go through this whole uh, ordeal of narrowing it down to three guitars, and uh, this lady that we called Tremenda helped us out. She was, you know, very large, um, and uh, we like. She was one of those ladies that it, it, I, we asked her like, uh, which guitar between these three, and she goes, mm, that one, and she points to that one, and we were like, why? And she says, sound, and that's that was very helpful. Um, and then, and then Brandon was like, okay, well, you know what you're talking about. And she goes, mm-hmm, I should know what I'm talking about. If I don't know what I'm talking about, that's a problem. Um, and, and so he buys a guitar that apparently he like broke that night. Uh, but we, uh, after that, he's, he's telling me we got to go to Marshall's and Target and all these places. Now, all these places are in the same complex that, uh, is just always a disaster. It's always a shit show. Um, Guitar Center is one of the calmer places in that whole complex there. So uh, we go. we got to go through Target to cross the bridge to get to the Marshalls, which is in another building across the street. And uh, he he's looking for some... Um, something to put your phone wallet and keys in. Have you ever heard of this? I don't know. Is this like some device? It's a tray or something? That's- no. Yeah, I never heard of it either. There's some name for it. So he finds a guy who works at Marshall's, and he goes up to him, and he's like, hey, do you have something that um, uh, I can, like, throw phone wall and keys in for, like, the bedroom? And the guy looks at him as if he's a hostage being held there against his will, and if he helps anyone, he all his family will die. So all he does is look at him with these like shocked eyes and shake his head vigorously <laughs> and does not say a word. And Marsh just said, okay, yeah, this will work. And he picks up the thing closest to him and walks away. And then like we start walking out of the place. And all I can say is like, all this shit looks so fucking dirty. Like I yelled it out because it did. It was Marshall's. It looked dirty, and it was like right by the employees and everything. And it was just all in all a disaster. And you know I was trying to do something nice, and then I get scolded for it. And then we meet the guitar hero ninja guy who just got out of the army, the navy, and he's dishonorably discharged. And I don't know what he was holding. And then there we had the guy who was being held hostage at a Marshall's, which I can't, you know. I don't know. Prisoners of war live in better conditions than that story. Have you been to a Marshalls lately? No, I haven't. I'm scared of the Marshalls. Yeah, no, it is a scary place, especially in Brooklyn. So uh, what do you make of this whole experience that was meant to be just a simple helping out a friend, you know, get a guitar? It was a disaster. Why? But I think it's fun. It's really fun. It's an adventure with you all the time, and I think, you know, it sounds hilarious with the ninja thing and the marshals and uh, the way you just tell the stories are just hilarious. I think that that's the beauty of life, man. It's not about 
getting what you want or ninjas, but it's just about the the random stuff there. I think that that's the most fun stuff. It's like an adventure, it's, you know. But did you guys ever eat at all, or what? Did you eat? He had the Big Mac, and then I went home and uh, I I ordered. Fries? Oh, you know what happened? Here's another what? thing that happened that day is I had been. Have you have you ever had soup dumplings? Now I'm not talking about dumpling soup. I'm talking about soup dumplings. No, I've never had soup dumplings. Dumplings. Well, soup dumplings. Uh, it's <laughs> by the way, there's this place downtown that's called Vanessa's Dumplings, and my old colleague Corey called it Vanessa's Dumps. <laughs> Uh, what you got there, Vanessa's dumps? Um, so uh, it was one of the only funny things he ever said. Uh, I, uh, I, I was, uh, I go home. I'm starving because B-Mars had the fucking Big Mac like a schmohawk, and and I uh, had nothing. So, and keep in mind, I'm I'm supposed to be on this diet, so I still have about 20 pounds to lose, and I've uh, been really ever since my birthday. Uh, I've been, uh, I just lost it. I've lost my fucking mind. So um, we, I, I go, I go home and I, I order. Now I find because I found the day before I saw there were soup dumplings at this play, this Asian fusion place in Brooklyn. So I was like, oh shit! Well, soup dumplings, got to try it. And let me find out when it came. It was just dumpling soup. Soup dumplings. Uh. If you've ever had soup dumplings, they are you know there's soup within a dumpling and they're delicious. They're Joe Shanghai's the only place I know who has it in uh, Chinatown. But in, um, I figured this, finally, I found soup dumpling, and it's called soup dumpling on the menu. But then, you know, I'm thinking about it later, and I'm thinking it's probably like how uh, Heine Guo's name is Guo Heine, is that (laughs) soup dumpling is dumpling soup and vice versa at this place, you know? So whoever wrote the menu must be Chinese or something, you know what I mean? Heine Guano. Remember that? Heine Guano. (laughs) You called her Guano (laughs) How. Wouldn't that be good bat crap? That's basically what I called it, right? <laughs> Something like that. Does how mean? Oh, how does mean good, right? Like me, how good, good day. So yeah, good bat shit. Good bat shit to you. <laughs> I got that bad shit to you. It sounds like an Irish thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did, did you get the uh, dumpled soups? The dumps? <laughs> Uh, no, I got, I got. It was dumpling soup. It sucked. So, but let me oh, tell you that. Oh, I'm sorry. Vanessa, oh, that's. Yeah, and I it had a bunch of crap in it that I didn't want. Like I don't, I didn't know what half of that shit was in that liquid that they brought to me. But there was also that place. Vanessa's dumps has the most delicious dumplings. They're like uh, pork and chive dumplings, but they smell like hot garbage. So when I. <laughs> brought them back to work one time at the law firm, uh, this kid, uh, Justin, goes, does anyone s- smell something? And I go, yeah, it's it's my dumplings. They smell like hot garbage. They're delicious, but they smell like hot garbage. <laughs> and they did. They smell like hot garbage. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I love the smell of hot garbage. <laughs> you, mm. you, you would. Uh, what do you think you know about what this? I, go ahead. No, you. You know what my uncle from Alaska did? And he he was born in New York. I don't understand this. You know, he hadn't been back back to New York in a long time. He was in Alaska. Back up. Back up. Yeah. Did you just say you have an uncle from Alaska? 
Yeah, he's in Alaska right now. Yeah, I do. He's a he's a he's a strange one. He looks really weird, but he's yeah, he's been there for like twenty years. Okay, continue. Okay, he went back to New York, and I met him there, and we had food in the Chinese restaurant and whatnot. And uh, you know, he, he I don't know why, but he was carrying around this really big camera for some reason. And so I was like, you know, what are you doing with the camera? He's like. I want to take a bunch of pictures in New York. I haven't been back in a while. You know, it's kind of touristy, but I wanted to take some pictures. So he just ran away from the crowd. You know, my parents and I and, and his wife were talking. He just runs away, and he starts snapping pictures all over the place. But mainly, he was going in, like, dark alleyways and taking pictures of garbage. <laughs> and I asked him, what the hell are you doing? He said, oh, I'm taking pictures in New York. I was like, What? You got skyscraper over there. You got this over there. He's like, you're taking pictures of garbage. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just like the the way garbage looks. (laughs) (laughs) It was very strange. It was very strange. (laughs) Was this a fancy camera? It was a very fancy camera. This was like a three, four thousand dollar camera. It was like one of those big cameras. With like a little head that looks like a little robot coming out of it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> he's crazy. He was nuts. He was like running all around to dark alleyways. I thought he was going to get killed, and he's just going, uh, you know, taking pictures of garbage. <laughs> he should, uh, he sh- he should go to Vanessa's dumps. That way, he can eat garbage. He can smell garbage. He can look at garbage. He can photograph garbage. He's a real garbage head. He really is. He's a real conversation. I'm going to point him in the direction of Vanessa's dumps. That's for sure. Most people, when they say they're garbage heads, they drink a lot of alcohol, they do a lot of drugs. But in this case, it, literally, he is a garbage head. Yeah, he's obsessed with garbage for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they got to have enough in Alaska, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he's just like New York garbage. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> um, I think there's some something beautiful about that, though, because... He's not taking pictures of what everyone else is taking pictures of, so at least there's that. That's true. That's that's very true. I, you know, he's got his own, uh, you know, whatever you may call it, fetish with garbage, and <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's like, you know, he's like really getting into it. He's really like, you know, energized by it, which is nice to see. You know, what's this guy's <laughs> first name? Uh, Bruce. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you got that garbage Bruce? Garbage Bruce is on the way. Garbage Bruce. Garbage Bruce. Garbage Bruce. You know what though? Do you think that when he um uh, gets down and dirty with a lady <laughs> that he includes garbage in the act most likely does and and he might he might actually try to seek seek out greater you know amounts of garbage I mean, he may like landfills a lot too i, don't, I that's probably that's probably where he likes to do the dirty I'll, I'll bet you that when he's not in the landfills he's he's in uh or uh, his bedroom which is full of trash all over the place mainly um <laughs> toilet paper and he is uh, uh, what he does is when he invites someone over, 
And uh, she's obviously intoxicated because otherwise uh, he wouldn't be able to get a lady to stick around in this uh, place. He's intoxicated too. He's intoxicated too. So they they're so they're in there. And my guess is that when he's banging her out, that um, he uh, is taking photographs of the garbage and only the garbage with his four thousand dollar robot camera. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. He's uh, so obsessed with garbage. I don't get it. Oh, this, yeah, I forgot. He did take pictures of the garbage in the Chinese restaurant as well. So I, I, I just don't know what it was. You know, I thought it, he was taking a picture of the restaurant, but now that I think of it, it was definitely the garbage. So what's another example of something he was taking pictures of besides garbage that you can remember? He likes the very dark, dangerous alleyways. And you know, like, what do you like, think he's Batman? <laughs> I don't think so. He's he's a little too tall. He's like seven feet tall. He's a tall mongrel, but uh, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, I, he likes garbage and he likes dark alleyways. And that's all he likes. <laughs> he's more like he's more like Peter Parker, is what you're saying, because he's tight. He photographs this stuff, although instead of superheroes, he photographs trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it got really bad. I mean, it was like she was running uh, probably five or six blocks down, going to different alleyways. Meanwhile, we're all standing around wondering what the heck he's doing. And, uh, you know, we're like, we just kind of gave up and left and watched some of the place out and he had to go find us. It's like almost an hour of him running around taking pictures of garbage. <laughs> that's garbage Bruce, man. That's That's him for you. <laughs> That is, that is garbage too. I don't know what it was, but it's it's very strange. But you know, I guess garbage is beautiful in its own right. You know. Did you speaking of garbage? Did you hear that uh, Aretha Franklin covers Adele's "Rolling in the Deep" now? No, did she? Yeah, except she changed it to "How Deep Do My Rolls Go." <laughs> oh boy, oh my. Oh, it must be pretty good. Aretha Franklin was pretty exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exceptionally huge. <laughs> no, she's 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 a legend. I don't know why I just said she was garbage. She's amazing. Um <laughs> Maybe I was well, referring. the cover might be garbage. Is yeah, exactly. Crappy? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the co- the cover the the cover the the actual cover of the uh, CD single, if they make those anymore, is just a picture of trash. <laughs> Rolling in the deep with the garbage. <laughs> deep in my rolls, she's stuffing her rolls full of trash. <laughs> What do you think about this? Uh, it, I'm confused. This yeah. outbreak in the United States that we now have, uh, well, not outbreak, but, you know, who knows? It's uh, Is it pronounced Shebola or Ebrola? <laughs> I think it's a mixture of both, actually. Shebola? Both combined, yeah. It's Shebola. <laughs> Shebola. It's, it's two women and they're bros. 
Shabrola sounds like something you want to sprinkle on top of your pizza. Actually, it does sound. Doesn't it sound great? I want to pass me the Shabrola, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some Shabrola on this this pie. Shabrola pepperoni, some sausage, but a layer of sausage because we're doing it Chicago style. John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Oh my God, it's the hot mess wars of Tom Fogarty. Oh, Tom Fogarty, what's going on, Simon? Not me, boo. I'm half past blown. Oh, you half past dead like uh, Ja Rule and Steven Seagal? Suck, suck, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on with you? I hear uh, I hear you've been up and about and traveling around and taking the city buses today. Oh, uh, yeah. That seems to be the only way I can get to and from Miss Daisy's new landlocked cruise setup. Where is this? Where is this cruise? <clears throat> She's down literally four blocks from the New World Trade Center. Oh, wow. Oh. It's, Battery Park, it's Battery Park City. Okay. Yeah, well, we get her ass moved in tomorrow, and I'm already having an anxiety attack, just knowing it's not going to be right. Well, I, I hope you have some medication to deal with your anxiety, sire. Maybe I think natural. I'm gonna pop, yes, I think I will do something tomorrow. Thanks okay. for reminding me. Yeah, no problem. I had to do something <laughs> last night. Um, uh, 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 pres- it's prescribed. It's prescribed. Don't worry. I wasn't drinking alcohol. Anyway... Uh, Sire, uh, who have you got for us for the Hot Mess Awards, first up? Okay, well, some of these are some throwbacks, because I'm just catching up to them. Okay. Uh, you know, you know the dude, Evil Dick? He was on Big Brother, and I think he won back in 2004. Evil his daughter Dick? Was in the house, and he went by the name Evil Dick. He was an ex-bar bartender and quasi-rock and roller. Uh, he's been on couples therapy this latest season also mm-hmm. on VH1. But anyway, it's come out why he he joined the cast again in 2011, I guess for the, what, 13th season of Big Brother, and sort of abruptly left about the middle of the year, and there was no reason given other than just uh, it was a family emergency. Well, it mm-hmm. turns out that the blood testing that Big Brother does. Now, why they were like halfway through the season and it comes back that they informed him that he was HIV positive. Ooh. Wow. At the time. Now, some I don't know if you knew that, but I certainly missed it and just, just read about it today. Mm-hmm. I, wow. Yeah, I, I don't even know who the guy is. Wow. Yeah. So give Evil Dick a new name, that's for sure. Oh my God! Did he just? So he just found out himself too. Huh? 
He just found out himself no, no, no. as well? No, he knew then. He knew then, and that's why he left. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hmm. You know what? I, I just watched this documentary um, called The Gift, and it's about it, – it, like, follows two guys uh, who are bug chasers, which means they try – to get HIV, and both yeah. of them wound up becoming HIV positive, and one of them really regrets it, and the other one um, has no health insurance. And oh, you can see from the time that the documentary started to the time it ended, uh, you know, he was already a thin guy. He he wasn't looking too healthy, and they were still throwing these like bareback parties for him. I, I forget what they're called exactly, but it's it's like uh, like. Come dumping parties, come du- it's it's like the most disturbing shit I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Pretty pretty uh yeah. I guess there's, his there's, there's no shortage of coming up with ways to self loathe and hate yourself. Right. <laughs> and some people yeah. say that that's like the ultimate form of self harm and then other people say that it's the uh the kink it's like the ultimate kink um and then in terms of this guy it seemed that he had more anxiety about not knowing whether or not he had it so he just wanted to get it all insane uh anyway hey who's your second hot mess wow <laughs> uh that just took my head out of the game yeah, uh, we, we took a dark turn we took a dark turn yeah we did <laughs> Well, for later news, and I don't know who's who's the, the which one is the hotter mess on this one, but it seems that Mr. Mom, aka Mr. Cameraman, aka Danny Mulder, who otherwise is known as Mr. Julia Roberts. Okay. I guess the shit is with the fan, and they're going through a really ugly divorce, and now there's about two hundred and forty million dollars that are up in the air. Whoa. Ooh. And depending upon what state they take the hit in, you know, he could he could take half of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And he's still a cameraman, which isn't to say anything. I mean, that's what they went into it as. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that took off the time to raise the kids and to do the shit. You know, sure. so damn right he deserves it. Yeah. But yeah. it's going to get hot. It's going to get mm. to be a hot mess. <laughs> oh boy, that those Roberts, those Roberts. And who's your yeah. final hot mess? My final hot mess is I was just reading on some website today where Amanda Bynes' father has come out and he's asking for people for help if they've seen her or if they've spotted her because he's lost touch with her now, I guess, for the last month. She's been AWOL. But apparently Lulu and Christian Barclay... Mm-hmm. And Alex Ruskin were at the Lily Allen concert in Brooklyn last week, and they said uh-huh. she was wandering around there like a total hot mess and freakazoid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say sickazoid or freakazoid? Huh? Is that sickazoid or freakazoid? Either way, it's fantastic. Freakazoid. She's a freakazoid. <laughs> <laughs> was she actually well, at the concert? Remember in the spring when she hit the news? Mm-hmm. And we saw those pictures of her after she'd been wearing these, like, heinous wigs all over. And then when she showed up in court, she couldn't, like, make up her mind whether she was going to, like, have a 
Demi Lovato meltdown or a Britney Spears meltdown because she had a half-shaved head and the other half was a bright color. <laughs> she, she, couldn't, she couldn't, like, quite get her Disney child star, you know, motif down. <laughs> if you're going to so, melt down, yeah, you got to go all the way. But she's, right. wandering around, she's wandering around Brooklyn in a daze. <laughs> Was she? Did she attend the concert, or she was just loitering? She was there. She was there, but according to Lulu, it's like she wasn't really there. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) She was there, but she wasn't there. (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, let's. uh, We're gonna uh, take like a ten-second break here, and we'll be right back with jokes. Here we go. Uh, give us a general yeah, yeah. synopsis of what your music style is like, if you can. It's like rock and roll, <laughs> generally. Everyone lubed up and ready to go? Oh, I'm ready. I'm lubed. Sire? That was it. Good to go? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the break? That was it? Yeah, do you want a longer break? I can play an advertisement. No, you're not going to play in a guy to eat it and go take a piss like you did last time? <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you admit it's a piss this time and not a shite like you thought I took, like I took in my drawers a couple weeks ago. Uh, okay, hit it. I'm moved. I'm, I'm greased up and ready for Weezer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woo! All right. Notorious bachelor George Clooney tied the knot in Venice over the weekend to human rights lawyer Amal Alamuddin, resulting in an Ebola outbreak in America. Yeah. Look at that. Go <laughs> stay here. Should have stayed single. Microsoft yesterday announced Windows 10 will follow Windows 8 as its next operating system. When reached for comment, Windows 9 was offended, but took comfort that Windows 10 will suck just as much as it would have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jason DeRulo and longtime girlfriend Jordan Sparks announced that they called it quits last week, causing DeRulo to sing his latest single from Trumpets, to violins. Aww. Bart said the couple will remain friends, but that she will no longer talk to her to him. And when Sparks suggested that the couple take a break, a devastated Derulo just kept singing. Because when the rules came in and the truth came out, I didn't know what to do. Now when I'm going to live long and I'm going to post a Amazing. In recent live in recent live performances, Derulo has changed his song It Girl to Well Shit Girl. <laughs> He's also changed his song, Remember Me to It Forget About. <laughs> <laughs> 
Demetrius, the mind of buying was arrested for DUI this week. Say, what's her name again? A mind of buying was arrested for a DUI this week. Mark is the least surprising arrest in the history of the damn world. <laughs> yup. Okay, well, wait a minute. How retarded is her father if he didn't know where she was after she just got fucking arrested? <laughs> I, I would answer that question if I had any idea what you just said. What? I know. The whole family's Fakasta. Yeah, like that oh, tennis racket. Act, uh, <laughs> earlier this month, President... <laughs> Who's burping now? That week's her sire. No, that was not me. That was not me. What? What? That was what? not me. That was Tommy. Sire, are you, was, were you belching? Or was that me? What? That was not <laughs> me. That was Tommy. Can you smell me now? Yeah, you can <laughs> Now you threw the phone. Earlier this month, President Obama rode an elevator with an armed ex-convict in the latest Secret Service slip-up. This is the most noteworthy Secret Service slip-up since the Secret Service slip-in. Wow! I didn't know Beyonce's sister was moonlighting in the Secret Service. <laughs> uh, too many elevator problems. Yeah. Filmmaker Heidi Ewing, who directed the new documentary Makers, Women in Comedy, recently said that there was a long-held concern that if female comics had an attractive appearance, it would make it harder to win over a crowd. Um, have you seen my boo? Lisa Lapanelli. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so does we. I love Lisa. And Lisa, oh, yeah. weighs like half, Lisa weighs like half her former self now. Mm-hmm. Really? She's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the New York Times announced a new round of staff cuts this week, not because print is dead and the company's digital initiatives are failing, but they literally had some dudes going through a sex change, cutting their staffs off. When my bit fell off and the rent came in, I just didn't know what to The View co-hosts Whoopi Goldberg and Rosie O'Donnell got in a huge fight off-camera during a commercial break. Oh, my God, that's shocking, said morons. Yeah. (laughs) Remember I told you that shit was going to happen? I told you a couple weeks ago on the show that that shit was going to happen. Yep. 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 A new report from CBS. (laughs) They 76 of 79 deceased NFL players suffered from a degenerative brain disease. Relatedly, 76 of 79 current NFL players have given their loved ones the same damn disease. Oh. Yeah, who upside the head? Who upside the head? But the juice came out and the juice. weeks. Hey, Wakes, Wakes, Wakesy, Wakesy, baby. Hey, Wakes. Wakes, did you hear that a lot of these health-conscious people have started to make their own fancy nut butters at home? 
Really? Damn, son, I've been making my own nut butter since I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lie. <laughs> yep. A man set a new record for scuba diving depth. <laughs> Let me try that again. A man set a new record for scuba diving depths recently. He did it in Lisa Lampanelli's vagina. <laughs> you know, like a lot of uh, a Massachusetts man who had bumps resembling horns implanted in his forehead is charged with kidnapping, shooting, and dismembering three men in 2011. I mean, he always seemed like a well-rounded, nice guy to me. <laughs> wow. Bumps on his head resembling horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a 666 people, tattoo on his uh, forehead, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two people accused of murdering two Illinois men then having sex on top of their bodies were able to orgasm, were unable to orgasm, according to a new police oh interview. Wow. One of the killers, Joshua Miller, said he couldn't get off. Plus, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was fucking weird. I'll say it was fucking weird. <laughs> Come on. Can't get off of these dead guys. Damn. I was so, I was so close. Let me snap up the maldehyde again. <laughs> Avril Lavigne celebrated her 30th birthday in Las Vegas Saturday night without her husband, Chad Kroger. Apparently, the couple may be getting a divorce, but it's so hard to say goodbye. So hard to say goodbye, goodbye. Look at this photograph. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's not how this song goes. <laughs> I mean, you had the voice down. A Georgia woman was held in jail for one month after cops mistook, mistook sauce from a can of SpaghettiOs for methamphetamines. <laughs> Damn, I knew those SpaghettiOs were going to make me nuts. Let's conclude by talking about um, 
Um, let's see. What do I want to talk about here? Let me see what I want to talk about. Um, did you hear that in? Um, I believe it's in uh, China. They're um, examining pigeons' anuses uh, for like I don't know because of terrorism or something. Really? Yeah, they're they're like investigating the anuses of pigeons. Oh. Let me uh, pull up the article right quick. Where is it here? Oh, um, nervous. Okay, here it is. Nervous Chinese authorities perform anal security checks on ten thousand pigeons. It says what? <laughs> oh my God! Is that for real? Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Authorities reportedly performed anal security checks on 10,000 <laughs> pigeons in Beijing ahead of China's National Day holiday on Wednesday. China's state-owned newspaper, The People's Daily, reported on the security probe in a tweet on Tuesday. Um, and they put a picture of what a suspicious pigeon might look like. All, suspi- all pigeons are su- suspicious looking to me. Uh, Chinese media didn't clarify what sort of suspicious object might be hidden inside a pigeon's anus, the Associated <laughs> Press said. Their wings, tail feathers, even their anuses must be carefully checked, an unnamed state security officer told China's Legal Evening News, according to an English translation by The Guardian. Uh, the New York Times reports many Beijing residents own and fly pigeons in keeping with an old cultural tradition. I thought that said odd cultural tradition, which would make more sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're just examining 10,000 pigeon anuses. What do you make of that? Well, I mean, you know, nothing is sacred in the eyes of uh, national security. I mean, you never know. The pigeons are a large, you know, species, especially in, in China. There's so many of them, thousands upon thousands. You never know when they may strike, you know, with anal attacks, anal, aerial anal attacks. Uh, you never, never know what's going to happen. But where does this stop, you know? Just with pigeons? What about panda bears? Or what about fish anus? You know, it's just not, it just can't stop that pigeons. There's a discriminatory claim there as well on behalf of all pigeons. I don't think it's right. You're, you're saying that you know, you're singling them out and making them the ones that are suspicious. What about all animals? You know, what? I, I, I'm more afraid of pandas smuggling something in their anuses. It hurt me. You never know. <laughs> what, what about fish anuses, Weeks? Well, you never know what fish might have up there, really. And, uh, you know, they're swimming all over the place. They can blow up a boat, depending on what they have up there. And, uh, you know, there's something that we we have to investigate this even further, not just pigeons. You know, all these aerial, all these anal attacks can come from air, land, or sea. It sounds like you're saying areola anal attacks. <laughs> areola anal attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so they're smuggling stuff in the pigeon nipples, too? Yes, that's right. Nothing, nothing can be left uh, hidden to turn over every stone. This is not, this is a laughing matter, but it's, it's serious, too. I understand where China's coming from, but where does this end, really? It never ends. Imagine, like, the, the anus of every animal. Imagine, like, the, the leader of uh, China. Is it a prime minister or president over there? What do they got? I think it's the president. I think it's the president. Imagine the president of the China of the China saying, "Now this is a laughing matter, but we have to take it seriously." You know, like you just said. Um, and uh, the other 
other thing I wanted to ask you about this is with these uh with these with these uh with these uh these anal um uh, uh pigeons um and and uh what you said they're discriminating against the pigeons I uh, for a long time now have I have been of the mind that pigeons to me, and I just read some celebrity said this that you know it's like a famous statement. He said that pigeons are like flying rats, and I remember my friend Justine McElroy once said, uh, uh, "Pigeons are like rats with wings." Uh, hey, buddy, uh, I, I love everything. Oh my god, yeah. Um, oh my god. Uh, but the thing is that pigeons, to me, are not so bad. I don't think they're so bad. You know, pigeons, to me, exhibit some kind of, like, intelligence. They really do. They're trying to mimic human beings. It's quite funny, at least from what I remember in New York City. Uh, uh, and, uh, I don't think they're that bad at all, either. I think they're actually pretty clean. They they actually, you know, shit all over the place like a lot of other birds. Uh, but, you know, they, they do like the cars. But, uh, you know, I, I tend to like pigeons. I think they're one of us, really. I think they're, they're, they're in the end. So, actually, if we could help. If we can make them work for us and maybe attack other countries we don't really like, that's probably what's going on. <laughs> from what you were saying, you were like, from what I remember of New York City, as if, like, <laughs> you've been in Guam for the last decade. You're in New Jersey. You realize that, right? <laughs> yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I, I think pictures are just one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I think they're, they're good, good people. I don't know why they're being discriminated against in China, but... I understand China's concern that something bad can come out of those anuses. You got to be careful. <laughs> That's the quote of the night. <laughs> I think China's concern is that something bad can come out of those anuses. <laughs> Jonathan Weeks, circa 2014. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my last. Those are my last words. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you'll have many more ridiculous statements in the future. Uh, Thank the, you, sir. I hope so. The uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the strange things women used to insert in their bodies in the hopes of avoiding pregnancy. <laughs> yes, I think I know where this is going. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. not where do you, wait? Where do you find it? Right. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably get there eventually, but but no. Um, it. I read this today, actually. In every era, uh, women have wanted to decide if and when they have children. As a result, they've endured some of history's worst contraceptives. In ancient Egypt, do you say ancient or ancient? Uh, ancient. Okay. In ancient Egypt. Ancient, ancient. Ancient, ancient. The king of uh, the, the guy before King Tut was ancient, ancient, manger, man. No one understood him either. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to be put in the sarcophagus, but but no one could understand what he was saying. Was um, in ancient Egypt. <laughs> Crocodile dung mixed with honey was used, was used as a spermicide. While in Middle Ages, Europe believed wearing weasel testicles using 
wearing weasel testicles during sex would prevent pregnancy. Um, you know, what's weird about this is this doesn't sound much different from a bunch of Republican congressmen when what they've said recently. And then it says, nope, as for oral contraception, French women tried onion juice. Ancient Greek women drank blacksmith water filled with lead. That doesn't sound dangerous. And in frontier Canada, women tried mixing ground beaver testicles with moonshine, which did nothing except get them drunk. Hold on. I'm noticing a trend here. Why are they adding more testicles to the mix if they want to avoid the shit that's coming out of the testicles that they're encountering in the first place? Weasel, you know what? I don't get it. That makes very little sense. Yeah, I, I know. I agree. And this has been a problem for a long time. I've never understood why a lot of Asian medicines, you know, when they're trying to cure things, you know, like cancer or whatnot, they put in things so god-awful, like, you know, frog tongue or snake heart, that it just seems like you're going to die of something worse if you drink this medicine. You know, I, I just don't understand it. It makes no sense. Maybe these people have these diabolical plans to kind of reverse whatever trend they're trying to create and make more people impregnated by making them drink ball juice. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they adding more ball juice to the ball juice? It makes no sense. I don't don't get it. I don't understand it. It it just sounds wrong in all respects. (laughs) Right, we'll just we won't do all like ten minutes of this. We'll just do a couple of these here. We'll just do a couple of these. We'll just do a couple. I'm gonna pick a couple of these at random. Here we go. I'm sorry. Okay. Like like up it like like in like how you were saying to put it up the butt or vagina. What about up up the penis? It only goes in the genitals. You don't uh, put it in. In, on in the what? Penis about, I'm sorry. You, you're, it goes up where? You you said a word that I didn't hear before. <laughs> The same I'm not pronouncing it very well. The same word you said that instead of the penis, the other it goes up the but uh, vagina. Oh, but j- vagina, okay, but yeah. I just call it a vajayj or a ew ew. They're saying to change it a few times a day so it doesn't get oversaturated and, and leak. Yeah, yeah, it'll you know it, it gets pretty dirty and smelly if you leave it in very long of time. So yeah, you're usually especially if it's up the butt. Um, as far as for you, you don't use the tampons, please. <laughs> but you you were saying to put them on my butt. <laughs> no, no, I'm at your your rectum. I don't I don't want you putting them up your butt. That's not good. <laughs> well, I did. I did. Anyway. You said before while we were on the phone, so I already have one up my butt. Oh, you've got to be kidding. No, no, I I you wish I was. Pull it out before it gets stuck up in there. Huh? What? <laughs> well, what are you going to do if you have to go to the bathroom? Mm. How's it going to come out? Um, I, I figured if I have to poop hard enough, it'll just come out naturally. <laughs> okay. All right. And um, she's been mentioned a couple times tonight, so I think it only fitting to mention her again. What's your favorite scene in Cheese the
There's okay, saliva my all over my is... microphone. <laughs> my favorite scene is season nine. My favorite mind of Brian's mind. There's gotta be when a mind of Brian plays this kind of you know yuppie town in suburban suburbia America, and uh, his name is Tom. Did you just use suburbi as an adjective? <laughs> suburbia? suburbia. I li- no, I like suburbi. Uh, I, I like suburbi as well, actually. <laughs> it's suburbi. It sounds like Australia, right? Suburbi. <laughs> some shrimp suburbi. The shrimp's on the suburbi or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Okay. She plays this guy named Tom Stahl, who's uh, trying to live, like, a good life, I guess, after being a mobster. And, uh, you know, the, the mob finds Wait, what is this? What, what's the movie called again? She's the main what? <laughs> She's the main, main feature made of body. And, uh, so she plays this guy who's uh, trying to live, a, you know, an honest life after having been a mobster. But the mobster life comes back to him. And the movie is really called The History of Violence. But, uh... There's the quotes. It's an interaction between him and his mobster brother. So, you know, it's mostly his brother, though. Um, anyway, what am I going to do? You bust up a main man's place. You kill some of his guys. You take his eye, Joey. Jesus, Joey. You take his eye. Bob Wire, wasn't it? That's disgusting. You were always the crazy one. No, not, not anymore. Yeah, I heard. You're living that American dream. You really bought into it, didn't you? You've been this other guy almost as long as you've been yourself. Hey, when you dream, you're still Joey? Joey's been dead a long time. And yet here you sit, big as life. You know you cost me a lot of time and money. You pulled, before you pulled that shit with Fogarty, I was a shoo-in. Fogarty. <laughs> to take over when the boss croaked, a shoo-in. It was made very clear to me, Joe, I had to clean up your mess or nothing was ever going to happen for me. You got no idea how much shit I had to pull to get back in with these guys. It cost me, Joey, a hell of a lot, Joey. A hell of a lot. Look, you're doing all right here, over here. It looks great. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm still behind the eight ball, though, because of you. There's a certain lack of respect, a certain lack of trust. The boys in Boston are just waiting. They're itching for me to go down. You always were a problem for me, Joey. When Mom brought you home from the hospital, I tried to strangle you in your crib. I guess all kids try to do that, huh? She caught me. She whacked the shit out of me. I've heard that story. Well, what do you think? Better late than never? Richie, I'm, I'm here to make peace. Tell me what I have to do to make things right. Well, you could do something, I guess. You could die, Joey. And that's my favorite scene. Is she's the main man. She's the main man. <laughs> Jesus. I like that cameo from Fogarty in there. That was great. I know. That was very odd, actually. I didn't even, I didn't even know that was in there. That's scary. Was it spelled Fogarty or Fogarty? No, it spelled his way, Fogarty. Really? And, and the guy, the guy's like a crazy, crazy one-eyed bum in the movie. <laughs> oh, just like Fogarty. Sorry, sorry, Fogarty. You know what the uh, th- that reading was brilliant, but th- some of those pauses reminded me of because it seemed like it ended about twenty times. Uh, those pauses reminded me of like if if 
a lady's at the piano, but she has somebody else. Uh, she doesn't have the other person turning the pages for her, so she's got to turn the pages herself. So at the end of every second page, there's a little pause, and she's got to turn the page, and then she picks up on the next one, and then it'll happen again and again and again. That's what that reading reminded me of. Is that what you were going for? That's what I was trying to go for, the little old lady that needs a page turner for her music. (laughs) (laughs) With a cameo by Fogarty. That's right, that's right. What's your old lady's name? She's the main thing. What's your old lady's name? Oh, Hermilda. (laughs) Hermilda Hyde. (laughs) Sounds like something that, that... That dead couple who tried to have sex on the the other dead couple would get off with. Vermilde <laughs> <laughs> died. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that that happened in real life. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminded me of um in college. I remember my friends Jenna and Paul. They uh <laughs> made fun of uh I mean they they made out on top of John on top of this kid John Anderson when he was asleep and. It kind of reminded me of uh, I think it's pretty similar to this. <laughs> it is actually. It is. Maybe those guys are the sickos. Maybe Jenna was the sicko of that joke. I can't believe that they, the guy goes after he like kills someone. Tries that he goes. I couldn't get off. We couldn't get off. Plus, it was weird. <laughs> Who says that? Who does that? Why, why would they do that? Let me try and pull up the article real quick. Couldn't get off on dead bodies. I I hope the NSA isn't watching this. Um, Okay. All right, here. Two two people accused of murdering two Illinois men, then having sex on top of the bodies, were unable to orgasm during the corpse-side intercourse, according to a newly released police interview. Alyssa Massaro and Joshua Minor were accused in the strangulation deaths of Eric Glover and Terrence Rankins, both 22, in Joliet, Illinois, back in January. Uh, Two others were also accused in the murder. Police said Glover and Rankins were lured to Massaro's apartment where they were robbed and strangled to death. Police also said that Minor, 24, asked the 18-year-old girl Massaro to have sex with him atop the freshly deceased bodies. In a videotaped... Police interview played in court Thursday. Minor, whose trial began Tuesday, claimed that Massaro was the one who, to suggest the sex. She's like, let's have sex, Minor said. Uh, and I was like, let's have sex on the bodies. <laughs> now, why would you admit this? Minor continued that they ultimately ended up having sex next to the bodies, not on them. We both couldn't get off. Plus, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the two victims were friends with their killers, officials said. Miner said in the tape police interview that the four always planned on robbing the victims, <laughs> great friends, but not killing them. Before the planned robbery ever took place, he said they were all hanging out and playing video games with Glover and Rankins, but that things turned violent after one of the men tried to sexually assault McKee. Massaro and McKee, however, testified that the attack was planned and that Miner and Landerman signaled to them to leave the room before they strangled Glover and Rankins to death. McKee admitted in court to trying to help cover up the crime and said both women took part in beating the bodies with a liquor bottle and shouting racial slurs. Jesus. 
Pop said Massaro confessed to having sex on the bodies, but she later denied it in court. Yeah, I mean, who's sex on the dead bodies? you got to do it next to them, like the other guy said. Massaro, Minor, Landerman, and McKee were all charged with first-degree murder in the incident. In August, Massaro pleaded guilty to robbery and concealing a homicidal death in a plea deal that landed her a 10-year prison sentence. That's it? That's all you get, 10 years? According to the seven. The same month, McKee was convicted of murder. Oh, boy. Landerman's pre-trial hearing took place on Thursday while Myers' trial is ongoing. Jesus Christ. What do you think about all that? That sounds insane. Well, you know, two lessons, you know. <clears throat> First of all, you know, if you're going to have sex your corpses, make sure it's on the bodies and not near the bodies. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. friends don't kill friends. They just rob them. <laughs> Sounds like you have a third in there. You have a third in you? Uh, yeah, don't go to uh, Illinois. Joliet? Uh, the weird Joliet. shit happens there. I'm pretty sure that's where Anthony Rapp is from, the guy from uh, Rent, and, and his book made it sound like a very desolate fucking place. Like, uh, and, you know, what I get mainly from this story, though, is do not ever, under any circumstances, play video games with your friends. <laughs> I agree. And if you're going to do that, do it over like a modem connection where they can't come, you know, get you. You know, they can't easily get you. I thought you were going to say, do it over dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, you know, it's probably better that we have like all this second life stuff and, you know, all these yeah. virtual games and reality. Yeah. You know, because if we didn't have that stuff, I think it'd be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if people actually had to communicate with each other in person be terrible <laughs> yeah, exactly. um my favorite scene is she's the Called She's the Main Man with the Main to Bane's Main Colin Clerks. And Ooh. I'm doing this in honor of, uh, I don't know if you heard or not, but a Main Bane's got uh, Clerks 3 funding, and it was announced just the other day that Clerks 3 will happen. It's it's a go. Green light. Are you serious? Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Excellent day, my friend. Excellent. And Amanda Bain said the reason that Clerks got funding was because of that walrus horror movie, Tusk, that my friends hated that I loved. <laughs> it must have not been that bad. Seriously. <laughs> or, or as I think Kevin Smith, a.k.a. Amanda Bain, said, uh, people were like, like, what the fuck is this? What else you got? <laughs> Me, meaning like, so okay, you did this. How much further, you know, where else are you going to take it? Not, I don't mean like, you know, it was a compliment in a way. <laughs> Either way, the scene, huh? What? No, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the scene is when Amanda Baines plays uh, Kevin Smith, a.k.a. Silent Bob's friend. It's weird because Amanda Baines is Kevin Smith, but she's also his friend Jay, I guess. And um, <laughs> Amanda Baines says, says, I feel good today, Silent Bob. We're going to make some money. Then you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to that party. We're going to get some pussy, and I'm going to fuck this bitch. I'll fuck this bitch. I'll fuck 
anything that moves. Yo, what the fuck are you looking at? Kick your fucking ass. Shit you. Doesn't that motherfucker owe me ten bucks? You know, fucking tonight, we're going to rip off this fucker's head and tear out his fucking soul. Remind me if he tries to buy something, I'm going to shit in the motherfucker's bag. Hey, what up, babes? What up, sluts? Snoochie boochies. And that's my favorite scene in She's a Mind Where the Mind Where I Ain't Mind. <laughs> that was an excellent job. You did that so well. I didn't know if you were him or you were really you. Or Bane. Or Mind the Bane. Or Bane. It was kind of frightening, actually. I didn't know who I was talking to. <laughs> you know what? I, I think... didn't know if you could snap out of it. <laughs> I think it was very much it was I, it's it's like what Larry King says where he told Norm Macdonald it wasn't so much the voice but you had the concept and I think with right. Jay it wasn't so much the voice that I just had but I think I had the concept. You did, you did. You, you had like his mannerisms, like it was just perfect. You know, the, the bro and the, and the, the swearing, it was scary. It's, yep, uh, yep. It's, uh, Didn't say I, bro I once. Mm-hmm. Nope. Did you didn't say, say that bro? <laughs> I don't think so, bro. It, just, it felt like you were a bro mentality. You know? What? Hey, bro. I was broing out? <laughs> it sounded like you were broing out, and that's why, that's what I think of when I think of Jay and Silent Bob. Broing out. Broing out. Yeah, they're yeah. still broing out. Yeah, and that's, that just scares me. You, you, you went right into that. It's like you're a natural state of mind. You're just like the bro. Of all bros, bro. It occurs to me that we have to end this fucking show right now. Uh, <laughs> I am cutting you off. You've had too much, kicking you out of the bar, and Tom Hardy's not going to drop nothing in that slot for you. But he will act that part very, very badly. Um, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll... Uh, what are you going to do with that motherfucker, Weeks? You're going to throw her in the mud, uh, give her some drinks, let her get her DSUI or two, and let her uh, go to a Lily Allen concert, and there you go. You have Amanda Bynes, Bynes, she's back, bitches. Amanda Barbie Bynes, man. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.